All right. Okay. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis 12. You put it back together, baby? Yes, sir. Okay. You're phenomenal, Shannon. Okay. All right. As we've said in here, and Pastor Jim has said it on Wednesday night, that repetition, um, we have to learn in Bible school that repetition was theological mucilage, and we've talked about that. Glue, theological glue, and this is something we've read and we've gone over and over and over, but it's foundational to where we are and what we're going to talk about in the journey that uh, the Israelites are making. Uh, verse 12 of verse 1 of chapter 12 and the Lord said to Abram go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your house to a land that I'll show you I will make you a great nation I will bless you I will make your name great and so you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed so Abram went forth from the Lord as he had spoken to him and Lot went with him now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran Abram and Sarah his wife and Lot and his nephew and all their possessions which they had accumulated and the persons which they had acquired in Haran and they came and set out for the land of Canaan. Thus they came to the land of Canaan. Abraham passed through the land. Now the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Okay. Exodus chapter 3. This is Moses' burning bush experience. Uh, Chapter 3, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings. So I've come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them from the land, from that land, to a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite, the Hivite, Amorite, Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. As we've said, it's all has, has been all about the land. Uh, God promised them to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, this land in Canaan, I'm going to give you. And it's been all about the land. Moses' charge at the burning bush was, go deliver my people from the land of Egypt to a land 
of Canaan that I'll show you, a land that runs with milk and honey. We've talked about that. That, that term is an agricultural term, you know, uh, not literally flowing with milk and honey, but with abound, uh, abundance of, of crops and fertile soil. So it's been all about that land. That's, that's it. A few years ago, we had a little song that goes around that's all about the base. Well, this is all about the land. It's been all about the land until now. Chapter 19, we turn a page. And now God is going to do some mighty things. Hold a finger there in Exodus 3 because we're fixing to come back to it right quick. But in Exodus 19 is where we're going. Now, the first, the first sentence on this sheet I gave you, uh, just it's a fact. The Israelites arri arrived at Mount Sinai where they remained through the events recorded in Exodus 19.1 through Numbers 10.10. 10. Exodus Leviticus numbers and they stayed at Sinai 11 months and 6 days so they were there and first verse of chapter 19 says in the third month after the sons of Israel had gone out from the land of Egypt that very day they came to the wilderness of Sinai so they had been gone from Egypt three day, three months, and they came to Mount Sinai. Now, if you hold your finger uh, on, and go back to Exodus 3 right quick, when <clears throat> Exodus 3 verse 1, now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, which is also called Sinai. So here we go again. We've got one thing that's been named three things, you know, uh, Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb, and the mountain of God. If you, if you lived in Greenville very long, you got used to that because they changed streets in a, in a and street names in a heartbeat. You know, you'd go two blocks and it'd be one name and you go another two blocks, it'd be another name. So this was the case. So Moses had been to Mount Sinai before where he pastured his father-in-law's flock and God called him there and says, I, I need you to go and get my people in Egypt and bring them to a land. Now, in chapter 3 again, look at verse 11 of chapter 3. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with you, and, you sh and this shall be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God in this mountain. Before he ever left, 
Mount Sinai as a shepherd to go to Egypt to do what God had ordained him to do, he says, you're going to come back here and you're going to worship God. And that's where we find in Exodus 19. This is a big turning point in the nation of Israel. Tremendous turning point. In fact, it defines Israel to this very day. So back to Exodus 19. In the third month after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that very day they came to the wilderness of Sinai. And they set out from Rephidim. They came to the wilderness and camped there in the wilderness. And there Israel camped in front of the mountain. So Moses went up to God. And the Lord called him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and to the sons of Israel. I've, I've told you, you know, I, I grew up in a Baptist church and, and went through primary grades and everything else. And it wasn't until I got to college that and a Bible, a Bible study there that I got through my head that the children of Israel, Jacob's seed, the Jews, and any myriads of names that is given to them is all talking about the same people. So here in verse 3, the Lord says, Jacob's house, tell the sons of Israel that they're the same folks. Tell the sons of Israel, verse 4, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians. We had the plagues. Lasted nine months, according to scholars, that the plagues were nine months in duration. And then the last one, the Passover, the killing of the firstborn, and then parting the Red Sea, killing all the nation, the armies of Egypt. Okay, we're back on. It'll take the air conditioner some time to recover, but anyway, that's good. I hope that's Duke's problem and not our problem. Okay, uh, he says, you saw what I did to the Egyptians. And I, how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought to you myself. Now that's a, a, a study from nature. That the, the adult eagle would carry their young on their back, on their wings, and uh, teach them to fly. And he says, they took care of them. And he says, I'm going to take care of you in this same manner. So in verse 5... This is tremendous. Now, then if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the people, for all the earth is mine. Let that sink in. If you will indeed obey my voice, 
keep my commandments, then you shall be my own special treasure among all the people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. Now, God and Moses had this very unique relationship. They spoke one-on-one one on one like, like I would speak to you. Moses didn't see the Lord. He, there's another story about that we'll get to. He's, Moses wanted to see the Lord, and he says, all I can let you see is my backside. He said, there's a cleft in the rock, be there, and I'll cover you with my hand, and you know the story. So, but God spoke to him and led him and, 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 and was leading him to lead this nation. Now, again, we're not talking about a small group of people. We've, we've talked about that. This was about two million folks. How they did it, I don't know. They had somebody with strong lungs that could blow a ram's horn and, uh, and, and call them to prayer and call them to meeting. So here he says in verse 6, And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, these are the words you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all the words which the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. He says, if you will obey me, I'll be very special and you will be my people. Now, I've, I've written some scriptures here and it's simply because we can hold it in our hand and look and be all together here and... Uh, so he said many, many times in here that he's that they're going to be a special possession, special treasure to him. And we've often said before, you know, how many times in God has God say something in Scripture for it to be true? And he only has to say it one time. But when he says multiple times, we can know we need to stand up and listen, or it is very much the truth. Deuteronomy 7, 6. I'm reading from this page. For you are a holy people unto the Lord. Now let me talk about Deuteronomy a little bit. We had Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The Lord, through Moses, wrote the book of Deuteronomy. Somebody's got some problems. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's anyway uh, I don't know if anybody else has got power if we've lost a phase Larry or, or if it's somebody else or, we don't know you think so 
Okay, we'll, we'll see. All right. Um, where was I? <laughs> Deuteronomy, thank you. They were, they were camping in Midian right opposite Jericho, and Joshua was, was fixing to take them into uh, the land, and they were going to possess it. But Moses says, I need to say something. We'll get to it in the by and by, but for 40 years, they roamed the desert. They roamed where they were. And anyway, <laughs> they, they roamed where they were. I, I'm having a hard time concentrating. Um, George Marson said, it took one night for Israel to take Israel out of Egypt. It took one night for Israel to get out of Egypt. But it took 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. They were, they were there and Moses all these people had died off from 20 years old and up had died off in these 40 years. And this group of people didn't know what the Lord had done for them, how he led them, how he prospered them, how he blessed them. They didn't miscarry. Their sandals didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. They didn't even get bunions or sores to their feet. God took care of them. He fed them uh, all this time. And he says, Moses, you need to tell the people what happened back in Exodus 19. So they wrote, he wrote Deuteronomy, and which is the second giving of the law. Now, next week if we get there, we're going to talk about what we call the law bundled up, which is the Ten Commandments. Uh, so back to your page there, if you can see it. In Deuteronomy 7, 6, you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be people for his own possession out of all the peoples who are in the face of the earth. Deuteronomy 14, 2. You are a holy people to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be his people for his own possession out of all the people who are on the face of the earth. Genesis 15, 13, 14. God said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants... Yes, sir. Excuse me. Folks, we've been running around the building trying to find out why the power's off. We think there may have been a wreck up on 521 north of here. Smoke was spotted from here. So perhaps somebody hit a pole and blew a transformer. So anyway, as far as we can tell, everything's fine. Continue with the lesson and stay on schedule. Okay. Thank you. All right. I, I won't have any problem talking. But anyway, <laughs> Genesis 15. God said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in the land that's not theirs, and they will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. 
but it would also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward they would come out with many possessions. Deuteronomy 26:18. The Lord has said today, declare you to be his people, a treasured possession as he promised, and you shall keep all his commandments. Psalm 134. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel for his own possession. Malachi 3. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On that day I will prepare my own possession, and they will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Now, so God has chosen his people, Israel. He took the words to the people, and they came back in verse 8 of 19 all the people answered together and said all that the Lord has spoken we will do and Moses brought back the words to the people of the people to the Lord so that declaration right there set the nation of Israel apart now, I've in interjected my thought here. Why Israel? <laughs> A lot of people have asked that question. Why Israel? Well, number one, and what everybody agrees to, it's, it was a channel for God to bring redemption to the human race. He chose the... Israelites. Now, when you get the glory, you can ask the Lord why he chose them. I have no idea. But he used the family of the Israelites to bring Jesus into the world for our redemption. And that was his plan from the very beginning. The first book of Genesis to the end of Revelation is to bring redemption into the world. God knew we would fall. God knew we needed a Savior. And through the eons of time, he has brought this to be. So, number one, God needed a human family to redeem, uh, to bring redemption into the world. And then God wanted to have fellowship with his highest creation. Um, we've talked about this before. We as human daddies and mamas and aunts and uncles and whoever we are, we, we enjoy the fellowship of, of our children. And we look forward to it. When you ring our landline at home, Velta's going to answer the phone. I don't answer that phone. I answer the one that i am got on my hip. <laughs> But the landline, she answers the phone. But when she hollers and says, Bill, Andy's on the line, that's a different ball game. I pick up and I hear what's happening in northwest Arkansas or wherever they are. We want to hear from our children. And in the same way, God wants to hear from us. We, we 
we don't like to go very long without hearing our children, and God doesn't want to go very far without hearing from us. He wants to know everything. He wants to know about our Monday mornings. He wants to know when the lights don't won't work and the dishwasher won't work or the washing machine won't work or the car needs new brakes. Whatever it is, God is interested in every bit of our lives, and he wants to ask us so. So, that's the second reason. He wanted to have fellowship with his highest creation. And number three, God used Israel to write his love letter to his people. Everyone that wrote in this book, save Dr. Luke, was a Jew. And so he used that to write this love letter to us. Don? You... Yes, sir. Um, obviously, power's out in the whole building. We've moved everybody out of the dark classrooms into classrooms with windows. Uh, we're probably going to have services, but we'd like everybody to stay in an area where they can see. And if anybody needs assistance, please let one of us know. Okay. We're going to have services. As far as we know right now, we're right. having services. Okay. In the worship center. In the worship center. We have emergency lights in the, in the worship center. Okay. All right. Awesome. What, 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 what do they tell us on the... On the youth mission trips and so forth to be, be prepared and be flexible. flexible. So we're going to be flexible. Okay. All right. Deuteronomy 7, 7 through 9, the next one I've got there. The Lord did not set his love on you or choose you because you were more in number than any people. For you were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers, the Lord brought you out by a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to thousand generations, with whom... With, with those who love him and who keep his commandments. John 1. He w came to this world, that's Jesus, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own. He came to his own people. And those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe on his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So that's where we are. Yes, sir. Excuse me, please. Well. We got a little emergency. Anyway, anybody that's handicapped needs a little help going up the hall, going to the sanctuary. The sanctuary is lighted up, and uh, we'll be glad to help you get up through there, okay? Whenever you want to turn out, that's fine. Okay, thank you. Because there's no air conditioning or anything that's working. All right. Okay. Okay. Thanks, sir. We don't, we don't know the problem yet. Yeah. Uh, it's a transformer blow outside. 
Okay. But if you see a fire truck, don't be alarmed. Everything's fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> bottom, bottom line right now, it was all about the land. Now God is leading them by the hand, and he says, you are a treasured possession unto me. And, and I love you. And he said it all the way through. We went through Isaiah and all the time in Isaiah. He kept saying, he said, I'm God and I love you. I'm God and I love you. And there is no other but me. So, so now we're, he's fixing to lead us. And the first thing that we're going to probably get to next week is the Ten Commandments. The first time it's given is in Exodus 20. Now, when Pastor Jim has been preaching through the Ten Commandments, he has gone to Deuteronomy 5. But what did I just tell you? Deuteronomy was the second giving of the law. It was given to after, after they were getting ready to cross into the land. The second giving of the law. So um, that's where that is. I'm going to stop. Because I'm kind of discombobulated. <laughs> and uh, so we'll pick up here next week and uh, we'll, we'll, go from, we'll go from there and, and uh, see what we can do from there.